TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. If 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 I can borrow Lance Storm's uh, moniker, if I can be serious for a minute, um, Greg DeMarco, you have been a true friend to me, a sanctuary for me at a time when I didn't feel like I had a home. Um, and I'm sure a lot of other people feel that way. Recently, uh, Greg announced that he has leukemia, the same leukemia that Roman Reigns himself had. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us around here, we call him the captain or, you know, Mr. Cherish had some bullshit like that. But a lot of us around here have started calling him the big dog. I, because of Roman, because Roman is a real life fucking, yes, he's a mob boss. He's a Samoan mob boss. Yes, he's the head of the table. Yes, he's my and your tribal chief, but he's also a real life superhero because he fucking beat cancer twice. Mm-hmm. Anybody who beats, and Stuart Scott said it perfectly, you don't beat cancer by surviving. You beat cancer in how you live, that you live, and in the manner in which you live. So Roman has beaten this shit twice. And just the fact that he's taken the time to give back to these children and to, and to show that it's, it's not the death sentence that so many people think it is if you handle it right he's a fucking superhero and I want to say the same for Greg I know recently Greg kind of changed his diet and started working out and I just thought he was trying to look good for the summer he's in Arizona so it's always summer in Arizona uh, but uh, all jokes aside man we love you we support you we're here for you anything you need from us we got you and just know while Roman is the original big dog while Magsy is the big fish. You sir chair shots, big dog. And we are 100% sitting at the table that you lead and that you're the head of. And we support you dog. And we, you're going to beat it. And then when you beat it, you can come and you can, who's going to be Kevin Owens. You can beat you can beat up Tony. Why not? Part on it, uh, but yeah, I can't echo those statements enough. Um, and kind of like uh, how uh, Rand said, uh, Greg uh, gave him a home when he felt homeless. He, he did the same with Badlands. He really did. He uh, uh, when Badlands was uh, was left without uh, um, a network and and kind of like floating around uh, homeless. It was Chairshot that that that, uh, that that brought us in and, and gave us a home, and he has been uh, exemplary uh, as uh, a friend and uh, as a leader. Um, I know he's going to beat this this shit, and yeah, I, I'm a hundred and ten percent behind him. Anything he needs, we're we're there for him. And the big dog is is very very apropos for for Greg. Uh, yeah, Branch, uh, you you said it perfectly. Hey man, we support you. We love you, and we're here for you. And uh, we we will dedicate all of this chair shot radio shit to you, sir. Because uh, there's no chair shot without Greg Demarco. Here comes the big dog, the big dog Roman Reigns, the big dog. And we kick off Monday Night Raw live tonight in Phoenix, Arizona, with the big dog. Different opening to this show this week, and and I played that not for for the self serving purposes that that some people will accuse me of, um, 
I already see the looks and, and that's it. But I play it because first off, you know, I listen to a lot of our products and I listen to every episode of chair shot radio and I didn't know they were going to do that first off and had no idea. And so when it happened, I, I was really taken aback by that. And, and it's, it's, it's really twofold. Yes. It's, it's the leukemia stuff and, and all that. And the support has just been insane. I have people that I get messages daily from people that are just have, have become, you know, acquaintances over the years. A lot of it through this, a lot of it through other, other mediums. Um, and, and just seeing how I'm doing and, and it's, it's, it, that's amazing. And I, and I can't put into words how that makes me feel. Um, but there's the flip side on that. And that's, this is the answer to the question. Why do you do this? Why do you spend so much time? Uh, this takes a ton of time. This takes hours uh, away from, from, from family sometimes and, and hours, things that I do for the chair shot, even the things that I do for, for Lucha Central, um, takes time and it, there's no way about it. Time is a currency, right? Just like money is. And we have a finite amount of both. And I can tell you that it's worth every penny of time. It's worth every second. When I hear that, I was so excited when Outsider's Edge came to chair shot because of the content. I was so excited when Badlands came to the chair shop because of the content, but to hear them like as excited as I was to hear that they felt homeless and that the chair shop gave them a home and, and how into the brand they are. Um, that's just everything to me to know that we've created things like this new daily edition of chair shot radio, which was PC Tunney's vision to know that we've created the bandwagon nerds, which was actually Rick's idea and and of course became you know Patrick and Dave's vehicle and you even know that we created the hashtag Miranda show and I still remember when that idea came to mind and it was just like hey what about this and then when we went video with it and that idea came to mind and when DPP wanted to do a video thing and, and the winner is you and Stephen Mitchell who does all of our coverage wanted to come up with his own fantasy booked wrestling federation and do news reports and pay-per-view reports that are all over the website and Andrew's love for for Japanese wrestling and I'm working with Christopher Platt he wants a platform to talk more about political and news items and, and we're trying to figure out the best way to do that and it's like this is it has no boundaries. We're not a wrestling website. We are a wrestling website, but we're not a wrestling website. Sports entertainment and sports entertainment. And this is really drives that point home more so than just Greg has leukemia and and into the whole, you know, what the chair shot is and what we're doing. And of course comes at a time in, in life where things are really crazy. And that's just really drives home what it is that we do and why it's so important. And while it may not be important on this global scale on making a difference in, in, you know, the global landscape, it's making a difference to individuals. And that's why we do it. And that's why I played that. I get things like that all the time and I don't ever want to take them for granted. And that's why I wanted to play it here as, as a constant reminder of why we work so hard, why we do that, why we spend that time on those things. And that's why it's so important. So, um, not designed to put either Patrick O'Dowd or Miranda Morales on the spot to have to follow up on that. But, you know, it, it, you still can. And, and if you have 
thoughts or ideas or anything, definitely free, free to share those. This is your platform. The show is just as much as it's my platform. And I want you guys to have the opportunity to do that before we get into our topics, which are shorter in nature this week and, um, and still very important. So yeah, any thoughts that either of you guys have, you know, I hate to have that silence. So Patrick, if you have thoughts and you don't have to, and no one will blame you if you don't, now is your opportunity for said thoughts. So everything Greg DeMarco just said, noble listener, just ignore it. It's all about him and his leukemia. He just wants all of your tears. And if you want to help a poor boy with leukemia, go to ProRefugees.com. You can't, you can't steal that job. That's somebody else's job. You can't, you can't I wasn't going to steal the whole commercial. I was I just trying to, you know, I know. No, I, I would have loved to actually hear him do it. I want to see how he if you, does. The if you listen to Bandwagon you, Nerds, he does it. Uh, yeah, I do. It and I think you do it on ShareShot Radio as well. Uh, I did it once. I didn't. I forgot the first time. Ah, oh, you bastard. That's okay. Fair enough. It's it's somewhat it's different than your approach, Miranda. Mine's mine's more <laughs> of a. Should be. Was it? Yeah, was no, it no. I think it's great. Right. I, I've I've occasionally name dropped the Queen of Soft Style. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I do. It's all it's all there. I've paid you homage. I just did it uh, twice. I just did it twice last night, recording two different editions of of Chair Shot Radio, and and in my brain had to make them different. <laughs> like I had to find a way for for them to be different. Right. So, so focused on different things. Yeah. Even though they're going to be listened to twenty four plus hours apart, I wanted it to be at least somewhat different. I, so. I, I'm just saying ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot is the Greg DeMarco GoFundMe. That's that's weird. Because <laughs> we, we don't have – I'm sorry. I'm I'm making way too much – Greg started this off like this big, like, sincere, is, I love this, thank you. And I'm like, I just shit all over it. I'm sorry. I mean, that's what you did two know. weeks ago when we talked about me having leukemia. So I would that's expect true. no less from you. Um, just Just so you guys know – um, because I don't want people to think otherwise, that he wouldn't care. Patrick really cares. Patrick is a bleeding heart liberal. Oh, really come on. What about Fave? You're killing Fave you here. You know that's been dead. I mean, we've time. been on this ride for damn near 10 years yep. at this point. If if the audience doesn't know, uh, then they haven't been listening. You know audience. I guess is what I would say there. So. I thanked you this past week on Bandwagon Nerds. You absolutely did. I heard that. You were, you were very sweet. You were very sweet and complimentary to our show uh, the week before you then, you know, ran down my show. Uh, <laughs> I didn't run down your show. I You gave feedback. Gave How's that? Feedback that's that's the nice way of running And down feedback that I don't expect to be applied because it's, it's fragile. Let's put it that way. Right. Fragile feedback. Okay. Uh, I, I think one. I think one is an anomaly. It's okay. I agree with you. I agree with you. But no one has any idea what we're talking about. Not even Miranda Morales. Miranda. No, I don't. Again, you, you don't have to say anything if you don't want to. No one's gonna. And I mean that. I don't. You, you sometimes people say something like you don't have to do this when you really have to do it. That's not the case here. Um, well, have but you I also always don't want to? Not you know. Have Have I never taken an opportunity to say something? That's a very good point. Yes. Yeah. She has a bugger, you know. That's, yeah. that's above so, and beyond Call uh, of Duty in that category <laughs> in my life. Yes. Yeah. So 
Uh, I, I just want to uh, echo, I think everyone's words and, and support. You really have given uh, a lot of people a home and an opportunity to, you know, share their thoughts and ideas through the chair shot. And I know we'll talk more about this on the hashtag Miranda show, but one of the biggest things you've done for me is, is given me opportunity, not only in podcasting, but in representing the chair shot in, you know, different formats. So I'm not surprised that all of this level and wave of support is coming out because throughout the years, even in the littlest way, you've given support and mentorship and even just being a cheerleader to people um, when they didn't expect it or when they felt like they needed it the most. So I feel like if anything, karma is a, a real thing. Sometimes we associate karma with bad things, but sometimes we forget there's also good karma out there. And the energy that you put out in the world and the people that you help, it will come back. And I feel like this is just your good karma coming back of people saying that they're here for you, that they care about you, that they want, you know, you to be healthy and happy. Um, and that's just because of, of the things that you've done for them. So I'm not surprised, but I'm also very happy that you are getting this support. So thank you. And thank you to everybody for all that support. And I say that a ton. I've said that on everything I've recorded recently, and that's because it's, it's so plentiful and it comes from so many angles and so many areas. And, and I can't, um, can't say enough just how much it means so with that let's have a podcast oh, hey, yo. why should you visit thechairshot.com thechairshot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews news opinion and analysis with attitude why because you're smarter than the average fan thechairshot.com always use your head I'd actually like to take this opportunity to wish Greg DeMarco Show best in all his future endeavors. <laughs> Here comes the big dog. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. I just figured t- time being what it is, I-, I would cut those things short since I played the show opening at the 13-minute mark of the show. So that's uh, that's where we are there. So welcome to the Greg DeMarco Show. My name is Greg DeMarco, as you know. Uh, you can follow me on all of your forms of chair of, of chair shot media, uh, all of your forms of social media at ChairShotGreg. TheChairShot.com uh, also presents this show Every single week on the Chairshot Radio Network, which you can follow along with on social media at Chairshot Media. The Chairshot.com, of course, is your home for wrestling reviews, opinions, analysis, plus so much more non-wrestling content, sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment. These shows do stream on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Google Podcasts, and so many more. So go ahead and check those out. At Chairshot Media at thechairshot.com. We would love for you to do that. We would love for you to, to follow along on your favorite platform, maybe even multiple platforms. Like the shows, subscribe, leave us a five-star review. It all helps further the cause. That is thechairshot.com. You obviously know that there are two other people that do this with me. And of course, the first one is none other than the wrestling realist himself. He's been here since day one-ish. You can follow him on the Twitter at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. It is the wrestling realist, Patrick O'Dowd. 
again, folks, that GoFundMe account can be found at, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm going, I'm back. I couldn't get to the buzzer fast enough to buzzer you just to be funny. And it didn't happen. Oh, isn't that a convenient narrative? Work, works now. Sure works does. Now. The buzzer, of course, was invented on behalf of one person and one person only. You can follow her on the Instagram and on Facebook, but not on Twitter because she is the Twitterless heroine. She's at the hashtag Miranda hashtag spelled out. There is an I in Miranda because we don't have the same issues on uh, Instagram that we do have on Twitter. It's the queen of soft style, Miranda Morales. Hello. Let, am I going to get buzzed again? Or is that just, just coincidence? That was just coincidental. That That's really all that was. Sure. That's a conspiracy theory. If I've ever... It's the alternate. Where's that? It's the alternate. Oh, man. Okay. Sure. Uh, that, sure. That, that, buzzer's, that buzzer's less dynamic. It is. The other buzzer's way better. <laughs> then we have the air horns. People love the air horns. Who doesn't love a good air horn? I mean, really? Uh, yes, yes. Who you know, hopefully we still have people listening after that blast uh, right into their eardrums. Uh, Why maybe. would they stop? I mean, they, they're probably chanting more, more, more right now. But we're not going to give them more because we have some other things to do. Uh, let's just jump right into things uh, quickly as we, as we go about it. Uh, Patrick has teased it two or three times already, but Miranda... Well, actually, before you do it, I just want to make sure everybody knows that I, I transitioned completely wrong. Um, what yeah, are you doing? What are I'm you waiting. Doing with your hands? I'm waiting. I should just tell I'm, you, Miranda. Just wind it up. You're wind, winding it up. It's time. It's time! Yes, it is time for you to go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to purchase your very own chair shot t-shirt today. All of the shirts there are in support of the chairshot.com, your place for wrestling news, sports and entertainment, and sports and entertainment, wrestling sports entertainment, all those things that that Greg said. That's what the chairshot.com is all about. But you can go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot if you are interested in getting your very own piece of chair shot merchandise, including there's 25 different designs, over 25 different designs that you can choose from, lots to choose from, including the chair shot worldwide logo, multiple always use your head. Uh, designs of course the unofficial official t-shirt of one patrick o'dowd hashtag save tag team wrestling of course the queen of soft style t-shirt which you can get in soft style and of course everyone hates greg those t-shirts and very much more are available at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot that is prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your very own t-shirt today Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. All right, we're going to dive in now and, and have some fun. So we've got two topics to talk about today, uh, not counting what we opened the show with. But these are, are uh, there's a specific element of both topics that I want to talk about that's going to be a little bit shorter in nature than the actual topic themselves. And these topics can be broken down in great detail in other shows. 
But we're going to take it from a different angle because, well, if you've been listening, you know that's what we do. First off is the the revelation on Monday that Drew McIntyre, the current reigning, defending, undisputed WWE champion, who's getting ready to defend said championship against Goldberg at the Royal Rumble, tested positive for COVID-19. And the reason why I bring this up, and and maybe people are talking about this and I just haven't seen it because I've been so busy. I don't know. But normally when somebody tests positive in WWE, we don't know about it. We don't know a damn thing about it, right? But but they went the whole other direction. They went out there with this shit. They put him on on social media. They put him on television. And they've basically, in one week, made Drew McIntyre the face of COVID for WWE in, in literally one week of, of programming. And I don't know that, that, that people are talking about this complete 360 or 180 and how WWE is handling COVID. And it just seems different to me, and, and I'm kind of surprised by it. Miranda, what are your thoughts on how we're handling this instance, occurrence of COVID-19 in WWE? This is one of those instances where we've, I think a lot of times talk about, you know, you can never please the fans uh, because they'll complain one way or another. So I feel like... Um, not to say that I think there's been a huge level of complaint, but there hasn't been this huge overwhelming of, oh, finally, transparency by the WWE. Thank you. It's, oh, okay, you know, it's Drew McIntyre. And and maybe there's a sense of, oh, because it's Drew McIntyre, he got this level of transparency that maybe somebody else wouldn't. I feel like, not that I've seen it, uh, me personally, uh, but if there is some kind of skepticism with it, there always is because with fans, I don't, I don't think you can ever truly please a, a, a true WWE fan. I feel like there's always going to be a sense of there's something else the company could have done. I overall appreciate just them being open about it and uh, being able to share. You know, I do think it's very interesting in the circumstance that it, it is. You know, he is asymptomatic. He said that in his promo. Um, and and maybe it would be different if, say, someone had more severe symptoms. Um, they wouldn't divulge it. But maybe because of that um, and, and the way that he's, oh, I look fine. I'm fine. I, I, you know, that that was because of that, they could still use him as a face uh, of not only the company, but also um, uh, of what covid you know looks like in in the world of wrestling it's kind of a weird thing so you know it's it's hard for me not necessarily not i don't have an opinion but i i I, it's nothing good or bad it just is it's a fact that he has covid19 as a fact that he's going to be quarantined it's a you know it's a fact um that we're just not going to see him in a ring um but it is a 180 i absolutely agree from what we've had in the past with with the company not disclosing or almost feeling like they they're shying or they really shy away from indicating who has it so um it's a it's a big turn and to be honest i'm i'm not entirely sure why patrick what do you think i think the why is because covid19 is now normalized amongst professional organizations in a way that everybody and their brother reports out who's come down with what we literally in multiple, like you look at the NFL, you look at the NBA, like the NFL had its own special IR just for people who had Mm -hmm. COVID-19. The NBA is being very, very transparent about this. And and when you look at what the first big news of outbreaks were were going on, you know, back in, you know, when it was Renee um, and Dean Ambrose and and those folks on, you know, on both, sorry, 19, I have John Moxley. with with Dean both of those companies, fucking Ambrose. 
at that point in time, it was still kind of a stigmatized thing to really talk about and focus on. I don't think that COVID-19 is nearly as stigmatized as it was, you know, six months ago. I mean, we, we, as a country threw the baby out with the bathwater and said, fuck it. And just start doing whatever we want anyway. That's why 4,000 people are dying a day right now. But, you know, conceptually, I don't think that, I think fans, like you said, we're going to, we're going to rip on it no matter what, but I do think that we have now, we're almost a year into this. And I was thinking about this. I, I visited Greg last February and when I got home from Vegas after that trip was when stuff started really picking up and getting real. And we did this whole like land of denial thing for about four months, trying to act like we were trying to minimize that. And that's when a lot of those earlier cases started to happen. And now, now we're in a different spot. I think we're in a different spot just socially. And I think that the WWE probably feels also that they can capitalize on it as a story too. Yeah. Because that's, that's what wrestling does. I don't know if they'll capitalize on a story. I do think, and, and you both have hinted at this a little bit. Drew McIntyre is basically the number two star in the company at this point. I mean, in terms mm-hmm. of it's Roman Reigns, then it's Drew McIntyre. And they showed us that at Survivor Series when Roman Reigns beat Drew McIntyre. But um, although he didn't pin him or force him to submit. But it's it's to me, it just screams that this is a face of the company, the face of the company who got COVID. Tons of wrestlers have gotten COVID. Okay, I joked about it last week, right? Adam Cole had to cut promos from his backyard for a month. There's probably a good reason why. One of the Young Bucks just revealed that they were out of action for a month because he had COVID. And they never said it in AEW. They never talked about it. And and later they started. So I do think what Patrick was talking about a little bit, that it's normal now, has has had some influence. I also think Drew McIntyre had some influence over this. I think that, here's the thing about Drew McIntyre. It's sometimes in WWE, somebody becomes a champion and they have to grow into the role of champion as a human being. Drew McIntyre is the opposite. He, he, he's been ready. And, and so then when he got it, he was ready to just take that ball. He was ready to be the face of the company. He was actually one of the few times where someone was ready and they pulled the trigger at the right time and it's been working. And that's why he's won it twice. And, you know, he's won it twice now and, and he's, Going to carry it into and probably through WrestleMania 37. Um, and I think he and Triple H probably had some influence over this in terms of how they want to handle it. I'm sure Drew said, I want to talk to people. I want to share this. I want to do it. I'll do it on social media. Let's do it on the show. And and so I think that's big. Here's the other thing that it, we're, we're grown-ass people at this point, and and we're not kids. But a huge portion of the WWE audience are kids. And it's kind of like like Ray actually said in the clip that you heard earlier, um, unplanned by me to, to for it to fit in here. But to some people, these are still superheroes. To some people, Drew McIntyre is superhuman, and I mean, he looks he looks the part. He looks superhuman, right? He's huge, he's like six five. He's he's a giant of a man, um, and and for that reason, that drives the point home that Patrick said, this is not going away. This is a real thing. And for people out there who are still not taking it seriously to see that someone like Drew McIntyre has it, that sends a whole nother message that this is real. We need to care about this. We need to worry about this. This isn't going away. And I think that's another part of it as well. I think it's trifold at that point. And I think that's a, a, another part of it is that if a WWE superstar tests positive, 
that's a superhero testing positive. That's a, no one is immune from this unless they take the vaccine and both, you know, both shots and it begins to work and all of that. But to me, that sends a whole different message. So I, I know Miranda said not good, not bad. Um, I love it. What the way they've handled this time, I do wish they'd handled it this way before. Um, I think even in wrestling, this is the first company to handle it in this manner and, and to actually interview somebody who's currently positive and talk about it. Um, and they did it with, like I said, the face of raw, one of the two faces of the company. And I'm impressed. I'm impressed that they did that. And, and I think they deserve some credit for it. Um, you know, me, if I hate something, like AEW, I'll give them credit like I did with, with the Brody Lee Memorial Show. I think credit where credit is due needs to come out for what WWE has done with Drew McIntyre's COVID testing. And, and look, if, if he doesn't test negative along the way, they'll adjust plans for Royal Rumble. They just will. Um, this isn't about booking and, and, and Goldberg versus Drew McIntyre. We've got weeks to talk about that. We don't talk about that today. But I really think it was handled well. And I think that it's something that people should give them credit for. And, and I like how they, how they did that. So um, that's where I stand on that. And I know where you guys stand as well. Any closing thoughts on uh, COVID Drew before we move on to the next topic? I just hope COVID Drew stays asymptomatic COVID Drew and feels gets well soon. Yeah. T's and P's, as they say. T's and P's. Drew yes. McIntyre. Uh, I just wanted to echo something. I think both you, both of you made really good points about kind of normalizing it in a way where, um, hopefully too, there's less shaming. And, and when you started talking more about how some people were treated in the past, I think it was poor Kayla Braxton who got a lot of grief on social media when she caught it twice at the time when not a lot of people knew the majority of people didn't know that you could catch it more than once. And so I feel like hopefully this too, being able to showcase it as you know, something that is very real and can happen to anyone, even a superhero. It also is, for me, I, I would hope in a way sh- shaming people who are still taking proper measures, um, who are, who are still doing everything they can to protect themselves. Um, but contracted as well for whatever reason. And I just remember seeing all of that and feeling terrible. Not only do you get COVID twice, but you get all of these, mm-hmm. this vicious feedback, uh, from, from people online who don't know anything more than you do about the virus and, and how people can, can contract it as far as multiple times and, and all of that. I'm sure down the road, we will learn more information about that with science and less on Twitter, but you know, um, fingers crossed on that. Yeah. It's interesting too. And I do want to acknowledge there have been people that have criticized your McIntyre because there's been public pictures of him hanging out with Seamus and they're not wearing masks and whatever. (sighs) Look, that invincibility complex is a real thing and we have it as a country in America. And look, I've had it as a human being. I'll admit it. Um, we've talked about it. The three of us talked about it separately and, and together. Um, but it's, it's, it's a lesson learned, right? Everybody learns differently. Everybody learns that. And, and I can tell you this should also be proof. And what we've seen is that every, you can take every precaution and all it's going to do is reduce the risk. There is no precaution outside of the vaccination that can eliminate the risk. And so we take the precautions to reduce the risk and, and we do what we can and then we got to manage and we got to get through it. So I don't want to turn oh, into take, a, that, take that a step further, Greg, even with the vaccination, you're not guaranteed to not catch it. True. And like I said, I don't want to turn this into the COVID convo. We've had plenty of no, those. Yeah. That's, again, we'll, we'll, like, 
to science and the don't, scientists don't do and the people working on all this. Don't don't do it. Oh don't, no! Don't. Oh no! I I ain't gonna waste it on something like. COVID. Please don't. Please don't. Instead, let's waste it on this. Lucha-Masks.com by Pro Wrestling Revolution. Bringing you, in partnership with Masked Republic, the Lucha Brothers, as well as Japanese legend Ultimo Dragon. Go to Lucha-Masks.com and fight Lucha Strong with masks from your favorite Lucha legends and Pro Wrestling Revolution luchadores. Stay safe in style and represent your favorite luchador. Get yours now at lucha-masks.com, powered by Pro Wrestling Revolution. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Secondarily, I want to talk about the different handling of a different topic. So Jay White, uh, New Japan pro wrestling superstar, is allegedly, uh, it's not fully known, it could be an angle, but uh, this is the time of year when New New Japan contracts come open, and they typically run Wrestle Kingdom to Wrestle Kingdom. And for years, New Japan only worked on one-year deals. And then would re-sign everybody at Wrestle Kingdom, and, and that would be it. And then, it, and then, with the loss of Shinsuke Nakamura, they started going to to multi-year deals. And Jay White, after Wrestle Kingdom, said he was done. He worked uh, New Year's Dash, and then he hasn't been seen since. And it could be an angle, or it could be that he's a free agent. And there's a lot of talk that WWE. And it could be bullshit. We all know this, but there's a lot of talk that WWE is making a hard play for Jay White. And the topic that I want to talk about is not should Jay White go, should Jay White not go, anything like that. Um, The topic that I want to talk about is the reaction of the people. I've seen it on Twitter. I've seen it on Facebook. Begging, Ray Cash wrote an article begging for Vince McMahon to sign Jay White. And the response, almost universal, was begging Jay White not to go to WWE. Why? Why do you think? Because they won't know what to do with him. They won't use Jay White the right way. And I don't want to say too much and steal you guys thunder. Patrick, I'll let you go first this time. Your thoughts on the reaction to the potential of Jay White signing with the E, as we don't really call it anymore. Uh, my my response to to the fan reaction that you just described there is get the fuck out of here. You're so fucking stupid. This is a dumb fucking response. If Jay White wants to sign with the WWE and make money and and do whatever and test those waters, because as much as you all hate to admit it, it's still the biggest wrestling company in the goddamn world. And nobody like I'm happy that New Japan might be coming back to to stateside in a way that I can yep. watch it. It ain't going to overtake the WWE. AEW is not overtaking the WWE. It's not the bigger show. And frankly, it's not the better show. This is the big time. It just is. And it has been for 40 years. Let it go. And let him go and take a shot. And, and let him let them see what they can do with it. People said that they were going to know what to do with AJ Styles. One of the biggest, most reliable guys in the company right now. And you know, Period. and they still counter that. Well, AJ continually has to prove himself to Vince. Like, 
No, he doesn't. He is. You know why people most, say that? He is fucking Edge. We have talked about this. He yes. is Edge. You know why people say that? There. You know why people you say know. AJ still has to prove himself to Vince? Because AJ believes that. That's how AJ approaches his job. And so people blame that on Vince when really that's just an AJ thing. He's the, he's the edge with the mentality of Sting. Sting is yeah. that what I mean? He really is. He really is. That's not a bad mentality, but also like no, it is a bad it's, a, it's a bad mentality. That's why Sting well, jumped I, like a fool in Ru- at WrestleMania. Like he well, looked I feel like maybe not necessarily as far as that mentality of having to prove it to Vince, but just always wanting to consistently outdo himself to, con- you know, like not settling. Right. I think that that's what in my mind, there, it there, sounds there's, like. there's, a different, there's a difference to striving to, to be the, you know, to be worthy of the top of the mountain and always working hard to hit that goal. Like yeah. there's Greg DeMarco's daily Instagram photo. And then there's Greg DeMarco being deferential to everybody else at CrossFit and allowing him to be there on the same stage as them. And that's like, that's, that's bad. Right. Yeah. No, I get it. I get what you're saying. Miranda, we, we, got off, we got off topic though, Miranda. What do you think about this reaction to Jay White and the visceral reaction many fans have had to him possibly going to WWE? Uh, I'm going to kind of note what I just said a few minutes ago. You're damned if you do, damned if you don't, as far as fans. Like, no matter what decision he does, there's going to be people who like it and who don't like it. Um, I feel like those fans who are very invested in Jay White and want don't want him to go to WWE still view wrestling as some kind of art form because – the potential i don't think it's even oh if he goes to wwe vince will you know the company won't know what to do with him i think they say if you go to wwe you're a sellout um and so i think there's some complex to that um but ultimately it, it's like patrick's mentioned too one it's it's not up to to us it's up to him and ultimately too you know success is defined in lots of different ways you know he has wrestled in japan he has wrestled all over the world he's had like one of the the biggest shows in the world um and what is next what do you do next and you can't keep just doing the same thing and that may be what he feels like is by staying with with new japan continuing on the same not repetitive but just on the same route when you know, he has an opportunity if he does to jump into the biggest professional wrestling company in the world and pursue new opportunities and new matches uh, and and even, you know, work in, in on his skill and his craft. I think there is a lot of people who don't really look at going to WWE as improving your craft or enhancing your skills, but it's a, in a different way that is a little bit more focused on TV, but at the same time requires uh, a lot, you know, a different training and understanding of wrestling. So there's I think a lot of opportunity for growth, both professionally and financially, which of course, at the end of the day, that that's, that will influence people, uh, anyone's decision to take our job or not just, that's just the way it goes. So I feel like people would give him crap if he left or if he stayed, whatever he does, there's always going to be this high level of, of criticism, no matter what. You know, it's interesting when, when Becky Lynch had her baby, there was a question out there of when does Becky Lynch come back? And everybody had an opinion, right? Give her a year, give her this, give her that. And my opinion always remained the same. Whenever the hell Becky Lynch wants to come back, that's when Becky Lynch can come back. No one should make that decision for her. No one should even get, she's obviously a strong enough person to know when it's the right time for her. And, and I kind of feel like with Jay White, like, if he wants to go, he wants to go, and it shouldn't be anybody else's decision. And I love, WWE wouldn't know what to do with him. Well, they would pay him. 
That's what they need to do with him. Everything else from there is secondary. It's a job. It's a business. Wrestling is a business. And that's, that's where we go. Um, well, Patrick, Miranda I know you want to say something, so, so say it. No, well, Miranda hinted at this too, in the type of product that the, that the WWE, Jay White's a character. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really care for Jay White too much. Like he's not like my cup of tea necessarily, but he's a character. And if there's one thing that WWE is, is character driven. He'll find a way. I, I gotta say, uh, was it Bandwagon Nerds where you guys talked about Jay White briefly? Where, where I low, where I low key told Ray that you, I don't care for Jay White. You were set up. <laughs> you were set up to fail, though. I gotta be honest with you in that situation. And here's why. Basically, the day you lost access is the day Jay White became the current. Like you haven't really been able to see this Jay White. No, I, yeah, I haven't seen like a lot of his you new generation. That's seen fun. the Switchblade and the guy who but, loved Bullet Club and all that. I will. I will say this um, because this is the other criticism, right? Everybody points to Shinsuke Nakamura and everybody points to AJ Styles. Um, Jay White's not Shinsuke Nakamura. Jay White's yeah. not AJ Styles. And and when I say that, and I say this with all respect, he's not at that level. He's just not. There's nothing wrong right. with him going to NXT and being at the same level as the people in NXT. Jay White, to me, screams intercontinental champion. Okay, and I'm not saying that as a oh, negative thing. Shame. It doesn't mean he can't ascend to a level higher than that. The comparable that everyone's throwing out there is Seth Rollins to Jay White and long hair, beard, abs. I get why they're doing that, right? But they're not the same person. Um, yeah. They're definitely not. And 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 character wise, even I, I can I see it. I really do. Um, I know Moran's like, yeah, maybe I think I see it more than you do. But Jay White is. He's not established here like an AJ Styles was. And and Shinsuke Nakamura, honestly, was a person of legend before he came to WWE. And he was at the top. He made evented Wrestle Kingdom in like 2006. And he worked Brock yeah. Lesnar. The Brock Lesnar Shinsuke match that everybody talks about was in 2006. Yeah. Well, I think there's a lot of this happening in pro wrestling, but I think a little bit more in New Japan. Once a lot of those high level legendary tiered stars left a lot uh, of people got elevated a lot more quickly um, because they had these kind of holes to fill. And I think that perception from fans followed. So I think that this uh, equivalency level that you said was Jinsuke is, is I don't think it's founded because of the, I mean, there's lots of differences and gaps uh, between the two, but I think it's also because they don't have a lot of those big stars as, as much as they used to. So a lot of people who've been able to kind of move up the ranks quickly, I think fans associate with this kind of legendary status already um, because that's what they're used to. So I, I think it's almost a little bit of like mind games that people play in reality, when you actually lay everything out, you're right. When you, when you look at him and, and kind of what he could be a good fit for, and even just championship wise, it makes sense. But because he's already in that top tier of new Japan, people believe that that should already translate to success here in the United States. Yeah. It's, it's There's funny. A, oh, go ahead. You go. Well, and to even take that a step further, we've talked about this a lot on the show and Greg will agree. Fans think they own the talent and think yeah, that they, they know what's best for talent more so than, than say the talent even knows what's best for talent. And it's, it's a fascinating relationship and an interesting character study that there's probably a book there somewhere Yeah, there is. because fans really do like he, Greg led off with, and they wouldn't know what to do with him. People fa- fans just, there's a level of tribalism there 
um, and a level level of perceived ownership over a person and a character when they're from, say, your company or, or your guy, or you feel they weren't treated the way you wanted to see. They didn't make, they didn't, they weren't on their playlist or wasn't on their yep. playlist, and, and, the and problem, they feel like they've been slighted. The problem that that really leads into is that it's it's that damned if you, damned if you don't. That Miranda said. People will right. already decide that WWE is not using Jay White properly before they ever use him at all. And that's mm-hmm. the WWE syndrome that they're going to be facing for years and years and years until AEW gets huge and becomes WCW and Raw becomes cool because everyone's tired of Nitro. I mean, Dynamite. And and that's, you know, what how things turn around. That's it. And, and I hope if AEW can get to that level of success, good for them. Like that's what they should, their goal should be WCW because it made a lot of money. It made a lot of people famous and then they can end up in WWE. But that's a whole different topic of conversation. I will say this. I've said it before, right? Everybody points to, to Johnny Gargano can be a success on the main roster because of Daniel Bryan. Look what Daniel Bryan did. And I said, you can't because Daniel Bryan's still there. And, and each generation can only have one Daniel Bryan. And this gen- generation's Daniel Bryan is Daniel Bryan. Jay White has accomplished pretty much everything you can accomplish in New Japan, except for maybe winning the G1. I don't believe he's done that. And in New Japan, then you just start recycling things and doing them again and again. Look how many times Okada has main evented Wrestle Kingdom. Look how many times Tanahashi's main evented Wrestle Kingdom. And there's not room for Jay White to go out and be this generation's Okada because this generation's Okada is Kazusha Okada. And so he's got to try to do something else. And I think Nakamura saw the same thing. So to me, uh, it's it's honestly, to me, and this is just my own opinion, it's a no-brainer, go to WWE. To him, who knows? For all we know, it's an angle and he's going to still be in New Japan, still leading Bullet Club. Who, who the hell knows? I don't know. We don't know. Nobody knows. All right, gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. The clock is ticking, and we're in the clear. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. We got three minutes, and we're out of I played the music just for the sake of consistency, but in all honesty, transparency, Everybody's super busy, and, and I did promise a little bit of a shorter time constraint this week, and even knowing how I was going to kick the show off. So we are going to go ahead and wrap things up on this week's edition of The Greg DeMarco Show. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed that discussion, and the opening piece and, and transparency is something that we've become known for, and will always continue. I do want to encourage you to follow along on social media. I am at ChairShotGreg on the Facebook, the Twitter, and the Instagram Patrick O'Dowd is at the Wrestling Realist, W-R, no, he's not at the Wrestling Realist, he's at Wrestling Realist, W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T, Miranda Morales is at the hashtag Miranda, the website is at Chair Shot Media, Miranda, where can they get those t-shirts? You can go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. Follow along. Daily editions of Chair Shot Radio. I've been promoting it a lot lately because, well, it's just something that we're putting a lot of time and effort into and I think is really cool. And you get to see people from a very different perspective. Haven't had a chance to talk about this since it's come up in the past few weeks. Typically on Sundays on uh, TheChairShot.com, we are releasing episodes of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast. And Stephanie Hardy has joined the crew. And I know 
and something that, that even Miranda as an individual, super happy about. Um, and she's gotten to know Stephanie better than almost anybody associated with the network, but a uh, completely different perspective, completely different vibe. And that's why I wanted it. Um, because it's just not, it's not just more of the same and none of what we do is more of the same. And that's why I enjoyed so much. So go check that out along with all of the amazing content that we produce here at the chairshot.com and the chairshot radio network. Patrick O'Dowd, what is the nerd review that people can enjoy later this week? So this week, the nerd review that we are dropping is Teen Titans Go to the Movies. I learned that David Ungar did not see that when that came out. Big favorite of the Little O'Dowds, and I enjoy it thoroughly. You should all watch it, but that's going to be this week's nerd review. Occasionally, a show, a podcast will come out, and it's a very different vibe from what you're used to. And if you haven't listened to this week's Bandwagon Nerds, that's exactly what it is. So go out there, check it out (laughs) for the human side. For the human side of things, they do still talk about the nerd stuff, and they do it early in the show too. So you can you can do that and avoid the political talk if you want or not. Who knows? It's not going anywhere. So Miranda Morales, what can people expect on this week's edition of the hashtag You Show? Yes. So this week uh, we will be going over the card and some of the events related to impact wrestling's hard to kill 2021. I'm also going to be doing a little bit of reminiscing of last year's hard to kill that was in Dallas, Texas before talk about before the pandemic hit and we were all traveling, Uh, had high hopes for 2020 at that point, things were looking good and then things changed, but uh, you know, a pretty stacked card for hard to kill, including the, the major crossover that we're getting Kenny Omega finally uh, in an impact ring wrestling. So we'll talk about that. Plus the other matches on the card. Dave, it's me, Dave. And that will wrap things up. So we appreciate you listening. Always appreciate all the support you've lent to everybody, especially myself. Um, just can't thank you guys enough for that. We will be back next week. What we're going to talk about, how we're going to talk about it. I don't really know. That's the great thing about pro wrestling. You never know exactly what the world's going to give you, but whatever it gives us, we take it and we give it right back in multitude. So look forward to doing that with you next week for Patrick O'Dowd and for Miranda Morales. My name is Greg DeMarco. Thank you for listening. And remember to always use your head. Chairshot.com. Always use your head. Fuck you, Pat.